Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, your host on this dreary, rainy, great spring. April showers brings May flowers. That lovely saying we all hum in our head, I guess, when it's a terrible, terrible morning like today. Uh, But it's not snow here in southern Maine. I can't say that for northern Maine. I don't know what's going on up there, but boy, I'll tell you, things are changing quickly here in the greater Portland area. Uh, You know, Mother Nature has finally turned the corner, and it's evident to me that spring is here. Let's face it, folks. It's April. It's time. You know, the pansies are unbelievable. They're ready to plant. The Garden Center has been a buzz with people this week. Uh, it, it amazed me yesterday. You know, nice day. We're planting a whole bunch of proven winners yesterday. Uh, over 14,000 pots we were, we were doing yesterday. And, you know, just humming along in the production line. And every so often the phone would ring and we would have to go up and answer questions. So that tells me that everybody's starting to get out there. They're looking out the window this morning, driving out the driveway. The grass was green. It was, you know, you could see that haze of green across that. The sun's coming out this afternoon, along with tomorrow. Well, we've got some more cool temperatures this week and some more rain, and it's mud season. Let's just face it. You get out there, you slop around. I know it's still tough to get out in your yard, but take a look at the trees. I mean, if you look up the silver and red maples, their buds are swelling. You know, a lot of the other trees are starting to activate. Look at those sap bags and buckets on the trees. Unbelievable how much sap are in those. I drove by some big old sugar maples on the way in today, and those bags were just exploding with sap. And I know uh, a lot of the guys that have been boiling sap uh, have been hard at work. This has been a perfect season for them. You know, uh, I see on Facebook all the time. I've got some friends that, that uh, you know, obviously do, uh, you know, maple syrup, and they've been working overtime. But if you have questions for your yard, give us a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. You know, mud season's such a tough season for us. And, you know, every year we kind of try to pick the time frame to get our stock in. This year's been obviously extremely frustrating because normally we have tractor trailer load after tractor trailer load of product in the yard at this point. But I want to report that, Tuesday will be the first load that comes into Yarmouth store and we'll be ramping up Scarborough and Kennebunk over the next couple weeks. Scarborough is going to open first and then Kennebunk will follow. Um, you know, so things are happening at, at the garden center. Our perennials that we overwintered, uh, I walked through the house yesterday and the hosta are just popping up and the sedums have nice growth on them. So we'll be starting to bring some perennials out. They've been in cold storage. They have had no heat, so they're going to be safe to plant. So we'll start bringing those out this week also. Uh, you know, so it's happening folks. Okay. So get out there and inspect your plants And along with that, you know, start planning on what you might want because we do have our early order 20% off sale going on. And it's amazing because I got five emails last night from customers looking for things. Yesterday, we got five or six other orders over the phone of folks looking for stuff. So 
start planning because now the trucks are starting to roll and we can add things onto those trucks over a short period of time. But we're running out of time here, folks. And I've said this on past shows. I want to stress to you, not only if you're doing business at Estabrooks, but if you're doing any business with any local garden center this spring, okay, get your orders in now. We have a compressed digging season. They've just started digging in New Jersey and some of our southern states due to the fact they've had snow and frost in the ground later than they ever have. And we're going to have a compressed digging season. And what does that mean to the, in layman's terms? It means when we dig trees, we have a short window before they break dormancy. Okay, This year, with the late spring and all those big storms that we had that went south of us, they have created a situation where we have less time. They're warming up fast out in Ohio. They're warming up fast down in New Jersey and some of the major areas where a lot of trees are dug, bald and burlapped, and put on a truck. It's going to be crazy this spring. So don't wait. I don't want to like sound the alarm, but I want to sound the alarm because as nursery owners, we're worried that they're not going to be able to get all the stuff out of the ground that we want or already have on order, let alone things we try to add. So be what it is, work with us and start planning. I had a customer come in two days ago and walked into the yard and was like, there's nothing here. Why don't you have, do you see the snow banks? We can't get in. Now they're all gone. We're cleaning up. We're cleaning up the ground. We're receiving stock. By next weekend, we're going to look like a totally different garden center. Okay. I know some other garden centers have gotten plants in. You know, we're all pushing to get the trucks here. Now, that's the other problem that I wanted to talk about. And these aren't things that you, you as customers really need to worry about, but I want to explain to you the trials and tribulations that we go through every spring. The, the other thing that really is a problem in our industry and across the United States is the trucking industry. Okay, Through the downturn, the trucking industry, basically a lot of old-timers parked their truck, sold their truck, or went out of business or bankruptcies, or whatnot. Now, what does that mean? I'll tell you what that means. There's less trucks on the road. What does that mean? The upturn now, if you want to say, has begun, and there are less trucks on the road. With more call for demand of trucking across this country, we're in a crunch of finding trucks. We're going to have a tough time getting bark mulch this year. We're going to have a tough time getting trees out of the ground. There's going to be some inventory issues. So if you have specifics and you know you want them, get into your garden centers and start doing some ordering. Get into your garden centers and start talking with them about what they've got coming, reserving some stuff. It's important this year, folks. The supply and demand chain is really in a tough situation. Now, on annuals and perennials, we grow a lot, so that's not such a worry, okay? But when it comes to some of the trees and shrubs, it is. There's a, there's a supply and demand issue out there, and we're going to do our best to fill all the holes, but there are going to be some holes coming up. We can't grow these plants overnight. You know, there's a three or a five or a seven-year window 
from the time a nursery plants it till the time it's harvested. Now think three, five, or seven years ago what the economy was like. Many people weren't planting in their fields. And now with things coming back, what do you think has happened? The trees aren't in the fields. So get into your local garden center. I can't stress this enough. The other thing is, did you download our mobile app? I talked about it last week, and I want to talk a little bit more because we've started to get kind of, you know, some of these functions kind of get some feedback from them and the ask the questions where you can take a picture and send that email. That is a cool thing. We've had some customers using it, you know, take that picture of that damaged plant or that broken branch send that email with the picture and then we can respond back to you how to prune it appropriately how to you know it just has been awesome and then the coupons you know people have been coming in with their phone redeeming it and and also the check-ins now a lot of people have had questions about the check-ins uh you know it's pretty simple you walk into the garden center you hand your phone to somebody they punch in a code and you've checked in after five check-ins you get a free five dollar coupon off anything Okay, so it's just some incentive for every time you come in, you check in with us, and then basically after five times, you get a $5 off. Or in a lot of ways, maybe it's a free plant, you know? So whole, whole bunch of cool stuff going on with that. So check that out, and let's face it, the pansies are ready. I've posted pictures on Facebook. They look amazing. They are at a perfect stage to plant out now, and, you know, the temperatures are perfect at night for this whole week. Obviously, it's mud season out there. But here's my here's my kind of play on what you can do. You can always buy a pot for the, the patio or the doorstep. Okay? Set it there at your entryway. It will just, it'll make you smile every time you see it when you come in and out. You know that, okay, spring is here. You know, you buy a color bowl, buy a little pot, an eight-inch pot, just set it on, on the porch, and just it will get you kind of motivated to get out there. And let's face it, you know, mulch is arriving next week. All our Costa Maine soils came yesterday. So, you know, we're starting to get in that mode of soil prep. Obviously, this week looks like we're going to have some good weather to kind of dry the soils out, kind of get things going. But, folks, give me a call. 775-1310-877-393-8255. Any questions about gardening? If you don't feel comfortable being on the radio, no problem. Just call Debbie. She'll take your question. She'll read it on the air to me, and we'll start a talking. You know, so let's talk about the garden season. So, so you know, here we are. It's April. It's been a long winter, as we know. We're not going to dwell on that. Now the snow is pretty much gone, you know. I touched on this a little bit last week, but I want to bring it up again because it's amazing to me every time I go out and look at my gardens, look at the gardens at the garden center, I'm seeing more and more problems with deer damage. Deer damage is brutal. I have not had this much deer damage at the garden center. And folks, you know where I am in Yarmouth. I'm in a residential neighborhood. I'm tucked in between Route 1 and East Main Street, which basically is one little block. And I'm blown away at the problems we're having. And I've got holly that's damaged. I've got ewes that are damaged. I've got um, euonymus, emerald gaiety, moon shadow, all those lovely evergreen euonymus that are just stripped. And 
you might say, why didn't you protect him? You know, because I I constantly am and talking about protecting your plants. Well, some of them are in places that aren't too much of a concern for us. The euonymus are going to flush out, and actually, maybe the deer damage is going to actually be a little better. It'll prune them down and and make them a little bit nicer. We'll just give a good pruning and rebound them. The use. It's not bad. It's just a little bit of grazing on the newest growth, so I'm not too worried. The holly, it's just a little bit of tipping on the top. But we hardly ever get damage at the garden center. I mean, they have to cross a couple major roads. Uh, It's just telling me that the deer are extremely hungry. I was on the way in today coming down Sligo Road in Yarmouth, and I saw 17 deer in the fields. Okay, and I'm only a mile, and this is a mile stretch. I saw 17 deer this morning out in fields. Now, you know, I can see seven or eight pretty typically in my field at at dusk. You know, I there was none in my yard this morning. These are all in other people's yards. And we're not talking huge open spans fields. You know, these are yards, really. They're not, you know, they might be an acre field or something like that, but... They're out actively feeding at 7 o'clock in the morning. You know they're feeding heavily all night. And you can't blame them. They're hungry. But go out and inspect your plants this afternoon when the sun comes out. Put the boots on. Get out there. Just start looking around your yard. What's popping up? What isn't? The perennials are really not activated yet. But you're going to also see if any of your perennials have popped up. You know, if you've had some frost heave issues, you can start pushing some of those down as the frost works out. Protect them from those cold temperatures and cold nights coming up. So go out and take a look. Go out now. You've got another 40 minutes to call me. Give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. If you want a perfect lawn this year, you need to stop weeds before they come up. Bonide makes that happen with Bonide Weed Beater Complete. Bonide Weed Beater Complete is a total lawn weed control product. It prevents weed seeds from germinating and kills weeds that are already there. Tough grassy weeds like crabgrass and nutsedge, as well as broadleaf weeds like clover and creeping charlie are no match for Weed Beater Complete. Weed Beater Complete kills over 200 hard-to-kill grassy and broadleaf weeds. It works through the roots and shoots of a weed, killing it before it can get started or after the weed has started to grow. Available in a convenient granular formula for easy spreader application. Let's get you to a picture-perfect lawn. Stop on your way home and pick up some Bonide Weed Beater Complete at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit maineigc.com or bonide.com. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? 
Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earth life compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselloOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. I want a great garden this year, but I don't know where to start. Does this sound like you? With so many great plants available, it can be tough knowing which ones are right for you and your home. The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help. Every time I come, they're always helpful to us. They are really knowledgeable about things because I don't know that much about gardening, so they always tell me what you know would be right in my house in the sun and the settings. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook. And uh, yeah, a little dreary Saturday morning, but that's all right. It's spring. It's April. You know, it's mud season. The sun's going to come out. We're going to have a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Had a wonderful birthday this week and, uh, you know, spent some great time with my wife and, you know, just really enjoyed my birthday with family, friends, and, and everything. I just want to thank everybody for all their birthday wishes and whatnot, and, uh, you know, it kind of, as you get a little older, you know, I'm 41 now, I'm over the hill, you know, the best years are behind me, I guess, that's what they keep saying, I don't think so, the best gardening years are ahead for me, ahead for me, if you have questions, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255, you know, certainly, uh, you know, don't uh, hesitate to get out there and do some cleanup here. Uh, one thing I would say is salt and sand damage on your stone is something that you want to be cautious about. Right now, we can go ahead and clean up those patios, those brick walkways, you know, the granite steps, all those concrete pavers, you know, wash them down, get rid of the sand and salt. You know, it's a it's a great, great way to um, make sure that you don't get more damage on them from all that salt and sand we've had this this winter. But we've got Mark on the phone. Mark, how are you? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm great. What do we got for a question today? Well, I, I'm, I need some help with pest control. Okay. Uh, the deer have destroyed our arborvitae, mm-hmm. our, our ewes, the euonymus. Um, <laughs> what haven't and, they, right? And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the second year running. Okay. And um, I'm wondering what's possible for next year to keep them away. Okay. Well, here's a, a, f- a few things we'll talk about. We'll talk about how, first off, we can rebound them so they look better quicker. So, okay. you know, with the plants that you have, you're getting damage in success- successive years due to the fact that it's a food source now for the deer. Okay, so first off, what we need to do is treat these plants as nice as possible. And although they're established plants, the better we water and fertilize them, they have the root system and the support system underneath them to put on a lot of growth. So some light pruning and extra water and fertilizer throughout the summer months, will they'll put on a ton of growth. You'll get growth from buds that you don't even know are there on stems. 
Okay, so first off, I don't want you to really get too drastic with pruning, but you might just shape a little bit. Okay? okay. Then that will rebound the growth. Now, the problem with rebounding... Oh, go ahead. Well, they rebounded from last year's mm-hmm. destruction quite well. And this is, uh, this is what I kind of wanted to mention. Because we're watering and fertilizing, what that does is it makes nice, lush, beautiful growth for eating. Okay, yeah. so you, we need to protect really aggressively. Now, is the, are the arbovitae hedge, is it a hedge or is it just, you know, a single plant? Uh, there are three. It's a group of three, okay. but they are probably four feet apart. Okay. And they were just planted last year okay. because the, the ones they replaced just never rebounded. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here, here's what I would recommend. I would probably recommend fencing them. You know, with something really? like that, you know, a, a seven and a half to eight foot high fence on stakes about a foot away. And I would I would fence them come about October. Okay. You can spray them down with Repelzol or Deer Stopper or one of those. But the thing is, these mesh lightweight fences, um, you don't have to spend as much money because you can use it year after year. Now, if you, I, I was told ivory soap would would repel them. Well, here's the thing about ivory soap. I think it's a great, great tool. Same with like you know, a lot of people go to the barber and they'll get a bag of human hair, okay, and they'll spread that around, and and basically that's a human scent, and it'll keep them away for a while until they get used to it. So it's the same thing with ivory soap. It keeps them away for a short period, but at a certain point, their hunger. And their need to feed is going to overtake, and they're going to risk no matter what is there. The well, that's, that was my thought because they, they're climbing up onto our porch to get to the top of some of some of the ewes. Yeah, if you're so put it really to you this way, <laughs> if you if you are a fan on our Facebook page, I put a picture on there um, of a deer standing on top of a roof eating the top of an arborvitae, and that was from Ontario. <laughs> Okay, where the snow banks were so tall that the deer could get on top of the roof of this house. It climbed across the top of the house and was eating on the top of this huge cedar tree. Okay, so the deer are not afraid because they're coming in when you're asleep. You know, they're coming in when there's nothing moving in the yard. I had three deer in my backyard last night, 10 feet from my deck, and the only reason they ran off was the fact that I moved in the window. That's it. I mean, otherwise, they would have stayed there for hours. And yeah. that's the fact. They're going to come in, and they're just going to devour until the food source is gone. So I'll fence these off. The other pest we have is a pileated woodpecker or a pair okay. of them. Okay. And they, they are just – they're cutting down trees. Okay. <laughs> I mean, huge holes in, in the softwood trees. Well, I think that's a secondary problem, Okay. First off, we've got to find out what are they going after. There's obviously an insect in those trees because that's what they're eating. They're pecking at the tree, eating some insect that is in the bark. They wouldn't be there if there wasn't a secondary insect that, you know, or a food source for them. They don't just st- sit there and peck at holes just for, you know, they're after a food source. So what we probably need to do is get an arborist in there to take a look at the trees, give you some sort of recommendation about what's going on there because I suspect you have some other type of insect or something in the bark that they're going after. 
So the woodpeckers actually may be telling you that there's a secondary problem, you know, that actually is causing. Because when you see all those big holes in trees, that's a sign that they're after a food source. So, you know, and that may lead to they, an arborist might need to come in to spray for something, or maybe you need to take some trees down. I'm not sure, but the woodpeckers actually are telling you that there's an insect issue. Okay. Okay. I, I, my, the way I look at it is I've got a woodpecker issue, but I'll see if I can find out what they're chasing. Yeah, it's, it's actually, you think about it, the woodpeckers are a sign. Okay, and it's the same thing, you know, when you have an aphid problem or, you know, you you see a sticky residue. Well, when you have a woodpecker problem, you have an insect issue, you know, so it it, your your woodpeckers actually are are telling you, you know, hey, I've got to pay attention to this because the trees are in decline. Probably you just don't know it yet. They may not be showing the signs. You may be taking those trees down. If you're getting that much damage by woodpeckers on these trees, then the trees are in decline already. And they may just not be showing the full signs of it yet. Okay. Mark, thank you very much for the call. Don't hesitate to call again. See, folks, easy enough. You can just call in. We'll talk. Have a conversation. Easy peasy. You know, 775-1310-877-393-8255. So, you know, good, good, good question mark on... The woodpecker, that's a, you know, a lot of times it's not the problem that you see. It's some, a symptom of a a bigger or underlying problem going on. You know, and talking with our arborists, you know, that's extremely common, you know. And the other thing I wanted to touch on quickly, and I think I've touched on about emerald ash borer. We've talked about it time and time again, and For folks who are traveling through Yarmouth now, you're starting to see green ribbons going up on all the ash trees. I sit on the Yarmouth Tree Committee, and we have are starting a campaign uh, to inform the public about emerald ash borer. And in our town, we have about 40 years ago a large population of of green and white ash that were planted on Main Street and in other areas of the town that basically replaced all the old elms that were taken down by Dutch elm disease. And in order to inform the the town and, and all of the community about where these trees are, we've, we're putting green ribbons all over the trees. And what they say is, I'm an ash tree, and have a website to the Yarmouth Community Services, and that link will link a page that basically tells you what our plan is, and part of it is incorporating, you know, some some uh, chemicals, to be perfectly honest, and protecting these trees. And what they call this whole scenario is preloading your trees. And it's something I wanted to kind of talk about because uh, the state officially has not come out and said emerald ash borer is here in the state of Maine. But if you look at the USDA map, and the main state map, they use the New Hampshire border as where the insect is. So what does that mean, folks? Emerald ash borer is here in Maine. I, there's no doubt. The infestations they found in New Hampshire, they believe have been there for three to five years before they found them. So what does that mean? We need to start thinking about removal and or protecting ash trees. 
This insect's like a buzzsaw. It's just going to go through communities. So talk with your communities. What is the plan? It's okay not to spray. It's okay to understand what the costs of removal are. It's okay to wait for the insect to take some of these trees out. But it's not okay to not start the discussion in your communities. I know the tree wardens are getting together this week and talking about this. You're probably in your community going to be starting to hear more and more about this. At the Maine Landscape and Nursery Association and Arborist Association, we've been talking with groups quite aggressively and talking about how we can help. You know, should we rapidly increase planting other types of trees and get tree diversity in your community? What should we be doing you know, when it comes to replacing and discarding this this wood, there's going to be some problems here. And Maine really hasn't had to deal with a lot of invasive insects. So we're very, very fortunate. But if you have questions, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on Newstalk WLOB. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, the lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Do you want the best-looking lawn in your neighborhood? Let Bonide help with their easy-to-use DuraTurf four-phase lawn program. Just use all four phases of this program throughout the year as directed, and you'll have a healthy weed and insect-free lawn. The four-phase program rids your lawn of over 200 broadleaf and grassy weeds, including crabgrass, nutsedge, and dandelions. And say goodbye to surface insects like fleas and ticks while it slowly feeds your lawn all year long. Bonide offers up to a $35 gift certificate to the store where the Bonide four-phase lawn program is purchased. But you can also buy the four phases individually as you need them. Don't let weeds and insects take over your lawn. Get Bonide DuraTurf four-phase lawn program for a picture-perfect lawn. Bonide is found at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit MaineIGC.com or visit Bonide.com. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. 
They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we are live today on News Talk WLB 1310. Give me a call, 775-1310-877-393-8255. We have Kay on the phone. Kay, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Good. You have a question? I do. Um, the dear question yes. that everyone is speaking of lately, um, they are actually getting into my succulents. I've got a, quite a large bed of succulents, so okay. they are enjoying their little meal there. So what can I do at this point to prevent that? Is this during the growing season, or is it right now? Right now. Okay. The, so you have a lot of sedums and, and things like that that are overwintered. They, have they started to pop growth up? Not yet. Okay, so it's, it's last... I think it's on the old. It's last year's growth. Did you cut them back last fall? I did. Okay, all right. So it's just, you know, they're ravenous right now. They're just... On perennials, I'm not too concerned because okay. we really haven't seen any growth come up yet. So okay. if they're eating some of that top growth, not mm-hmm. a huge concern for me. Um, you know, probably what's going to happen is the lawns are going to start to green up and the deer are going to go back into the natural forage forage out, mm-hmm. in, the, out in the woodland. And, you know, uh, so a little extra fertilizer probably once they start getting going, you know, just to get a little more oomph out of the ground. But other than that, I'm not too concerned about, you know, perennials at this point. Now, if including, including hostas? Hosta, of course, right now are dormant. So if they're right. eating last year's leaves, I'm okay with that. But yeah, no, they, I cut everything off last year, so they're, they're not eating that yet, but I know they're going to be coming up pretty soon. Absolutely, and that's a concern, okay? Yeah. So a couple ways we can kind of help protect, protect hosta. A spray is probably the easiest way, and I like to tell people, start often, okay? So you can use a couple different products. You could use like a hot pepper spray, you know, Uh which works well. The one thing about some of these sprays is they have to be done after almost every rain. Okay. So with, it doesn't take a lot, just enough to waft over the top of them so that when they bite into that plant, it Mm -hmm. tastes terrible to them. Now, Mm -hmm. maybe you've got a Mexican deer or something that likes heat, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) the likelihood is that you're going to deter them. Now, you also have products like Repelzol, Liquid Fence, Deer and Rabbit. You know, all of those are made from an egg-based biosolids product, which basically what that does is it smells. Okay, so it's Mm -hmm. like putting human hair or ivory soap or garlic or any of those things that kind of put something different smelling in their environment, and it works for a short period of time. And if you switch those things up periodically, it keeps them kind of, well, okay, it smells like soap this week, and then next week it's human hair, and then the week after mm-hmm. that it's garlic. and So it can mm-hmm. work, but it's a lot of work on your part. Right. So that's right. how I would kind of protect some of those things. Now, if you have a really bad problem on hosta, 
you may also take some bird netting or fencing and just drape it over the top of them. Okay, right. it will allow, leave it loose, you know, just kind of pin it down a little bit, but you want a loose piece so that the plant can t- continue to grow um, mm-hmm. and, and size up. But it will protect them until, you know, all the little saplings are have green leaves on them and all the mm-hmm. lawns are nice and green, you know, and that, that way the deer are really kind of foraging out in the woodland. It's, well, t- it's so tough on the hosta, up. though. They can come in in the middle of summer and wipe them out. Yeah. I know. Have you had problems in the middle of the growing we season? But okay. this year we've counted forty yeah. in our we've got about um twenty five acres and about fifteen of that yeah. they seem to love. And um our gardens and all of us about an acre and a half. Yep. So they're they're having a field day and I know when stuff starts coming up it's gonna be yum yum. We're at Fourth Street restaurant. Yahoo. Uh, absolutely <laughs> you know, uh, what I would say is the likelihood is the deer are going to migrate back to their natural forage as soon as yeah. Mother Nature plays nice. And she's she's working her way out there today, you know, some right. good rain, the lawns start greening up, the you know, all the little saplings and, and, and things. Then you probably won't see as much damage, but with a deer population like that in your neighborhood, you, we just don't know when it's yeah. going to happen in the growing season. Yeah. So you, you kind of recommend, from what I gathered, you kind of recommend with the... Um, Bushes and all, just to to leave them and let them get some new growth on them. Okay. Because they're pretty much eating last year's growth. Well, I want you to start protecting now because what deer will do is once they find a food source, they keep coming back until it's devoured. So yeah. when you f- see those first signs of damage, if you start spraying them or throwing some covering over them, you know, like a, a bird netting or a deer fencing, you stop them from penetrating into the heart of the plant. And it's easy to rebound a plant that has a little bit of damage. When they're completely defoliated, it, it's tougher. You know, we might have a one or two or a three-year process to get them back. Mm-hmm. And that's unsightly and, you know, it's really tough for customers to put up with that for three years looking at it in their yard. But yeah, I, what I will right. say is if there's one or two plants that are on the back 40 that you don't really see, they're not a real focal landscape plant for you, and they tend to devour them every year, you may not protect two or three plants in your yard and let mm-hmm. them eat on those. But protect the ones that really are near and dear to your heart and are focal points. And, you know, what they'll do is they'll go gravitate to those and they won't search as much. So okay. I'm not a proponent of always pulling out every plant that deer eat. I like to leave some sacrificial lambs in our landscape, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. 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 Very good. Well, I appreciate your time. I know you kind of went over a lot of this, and I got a phone call and couldn't hear you, so I'm very thankful that you... Well, next time we're not going to answer the phone, are we? Right. (laughs) (laughs) But certainly, Kay, don't hesitate to call again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. See you again. Easy. Give me a call, 775-1310-877-393-8255. Folks, this is what the show is about. I don't care how many times you go back over topics, bring them up, talk about them again and again and again. It doesn't matter to me. Helping all of you. We're always available at the Garden Center. We're always available through our new application on on iPhone and and Android. We're always available however you best can use us. Here on the radio show, obviously, it's a question and answer type scenario. It's great. So give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. Now I've got a bone of contention we're going to kind of talk about for a couple minutes here. 
One of our lovely big box stores here in the greater Portland area is selling tomato plants. That's right, folks. April, early, first week of April, here we are, and we're selling tomato plants to plant outside. It's April 5th, folks. I got to let you know I'm really disturbed by this. You know, I'm hearing ads on the radio, you know, buy your plants early, you know, plant your plants early, buy seeds, all. I'm very frustrated by this. Misleading customers in the timing in which plants should be planted in Maine. Now, it might be fine for Maryland. A national campaign does not fit Maine, and that's why I'm part of the Independent Garden Centers of Maine. Because good information for customers and planting at the right time and local knowledge, and that's part of the reason why we started this radio show, was that I feel like there a lot of people are being taken advantage of, okay? I don't care if you buy a tomato plant, whatever you do, upgrade it in a nice bigger pot, grow it inside, bring it along, nurture it. That's part of gardening. And I don't care where you buy plants. It doesn't matter to me. But when it's misinformation, I have a major issue with that, okay? I have an issue with folks telling you you should be planting something when it's completely the wrong time of year for Maine. We had snowbanks. We have snowbanks out there still. How can you even think about a tomato plant right now? So if you're going to purchase something like that, get the right information. Do the right thing and grow it inside. Nurture it. Bring it along. I want you to be successful, but always think about the timing when you're looking at plants. Think about is it the right time to put and in the garden, is it the right time? Do I have the time to care for it? The price is not always what it seems, okay? And I just wanted to kind of bring that up because it's not the time to buy your tomato plants. We're going to have beautiful 50-degree weather here later today and probably tomorrow. And I'm going to have customers walking into the garden center. I can guarantee it asking, where are my tomato plants? And I'm going to tell you they're not ready. I'm not going to sell them to you. Now, we get to early May. We start selling a couple weeks early, typically, before they're really ready to plant. That, to me, is okay because someone may want to buy them, bring them home, get them hardened off to their conditions. They may have a cold frame. You know your conditions. We're still going to caution you when you buy them. We're going to tell you the right information. You may want to wait But to sell them April 5th, and who knows how long they've been on a bench here in a store? Give me a break. April 5th. Okay, folks, enough about the rant. I'm going to get off of it. If you have a question, give me a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. We're going to be back with a quick break on News Talk WLOB. great garden this year, but I don't know where to start. Does this sound like you? With so many great plants available, it can be tough knowing which ones are right for you and your home. 
The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help. Every time I come, they're always helpful to us. They are really knowledgeable about things because I don't know that much about gardening, so they always tell me what you know would be right in my house in the sun and the setting. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. Whether it's pest management, improving your soil, treating diseases, or simply staying ahead of the weeds, gardening can often feel like a lot of work. Finding great local advice that's timely and helpful doesn't have to be. Sign up for the Estabrooks Garden newsletter, and you'll receive gardening tips, in-depth articles, and great deals every week right in your email inbox. It's the perfect way to stay ahead in the garden and save big on your next visit. To learn more and sign up, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks, for the joy of gardening. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrook. I'm Tom Estabrook on a little bit of a dreary Saturday morning. Sun's going to come out later, though. We have sunshine coming in. Uh, going to be a great day on Sunday. You know, this week they're already talking about some nice breezes, you know, a little bit of rain in the forecast. But let's face it, now we've got the conditions Things are going to be in the 50s, right around freezing at night. Pansies are ready to plant. Get out there. Mulch is coming. All of those things. But what does that bring? Okay. It brings a lot of questions. So don't hesitate. Give us a call, 775-1310 or 877-393-8255. You also can use our new mobile app. You know, click a picture, email it off, you know, get a response. It's great. You know, so another way that we can talk with you but the last segment of the show here i kind of wanted to talk a little bit about ticks okay because tick season's here okay um you know we're going to start getting out into the yard and ticks have become a major issue um i don't know if folks have kept up with the whole tick issue on the moose herd here in maine but it is a major issue in the winter months the moose are having a bad, bad issue with ticks and, you know, really hurting the herd through the winter months, which obviously is the toughest time. But that kind of leads me to, man, what a problem we have in our yards. And what can we do to try to offset that? And so I wanted to kind of go over a few things that I think going into tick season here, we need to be aware of. Number one, Lyme disease is a major issue. And the alternate host for Lyme disease are mice and deer. You have to have both. So 
if you take care of one, you get rid of the other. So what does that mean? Deer are pretty tough to keep out of your yard. Mice, you may be able to work on that. Now, obviously, tall grass is a major issue. Moist locations. But what goes hand in hand with ticks? Mosquitoes. Okay? And the reason being is most moist grassy areas are where ticks and mosquitoes harbor and infest. Okay? Now, when I moved into my house two years ago, it um, was a short sale. It hadn't been occupied for a while, and the lawn was, you know, like a hayfield. It was a pretty rough situation. I had to do a lot of work to get the lawn back. I had to do a lot of work in the yard, and I had a terrible time with ticks, and I still continue to. I have a fair amount of, um, you know, wet pockets around my yard. There's a lot of taller grass that I've finally got under control and I had to come and have a professional come in and do some spraying for me. There was just no way around it. In order to get a hold of the population, I had to kind of do that. Now we talk a lot about pesticides on the show. We talk a lot about spraying for things. I am a proponent of not spraying ever. Okay, I want to be real upfront with that. But there's a real fact that unless we have tools to take care of problems, no one likes to spray. No one likes to use products. But it's a fact of life. We have to protect things periodically. And once we hit a threshold, you kind of have to do what you have to do. So with ticks, there's some things that I want to talk about. Number one, liming your lawn and your surrounding areas of your home helps. They don't like a higher pH in the soil. Okay, so that will help your lawn. It will help the nutrients in the soil and also will help repel some ticks. Okay, so that's really important. Grassy, tall grassy areas. You know, maybe you've got this one corner that's really nasty. It's got a lot of brambles in it. It's just got that moist pocket. You don't really want to get in there and clean it up, but maybe you need to do some work in there. Okay, get rid of some of that tall grass, keep it mowed down, weed whacked periodically. You know, the more airflow you get in there, the more opportunity you have. Again, you won't have as many mice. So creating a condition where mice aren't going to want to be in. You know, maybe you've got a lot of leafy material, you know, in your yard. You know, that the mice can nest in, clean up some of that. Okay. Open up the air circulation, things will dry out. The other thing is, by things drying out, your mosquito population will be less. Okay, so you kind of take one or the other, okay? With a spray for ticks, you want to talk with the person you're having the application, or if you're doing it yourself, you can buy products over the counter, no problem. Make sure you're spraying at a rate for ticks, not for mosquitoes. And make sure that you are upfront with your contractor. That's what you're going for. You will get an added benefit with the mosquitoes because it's the same product. Okay? But you want to make sure they're putting it on at the tick rate, not the mosquito rate. So my suggestion for anyone who does mosquito spraying, talk to them about doing a tick spraying and you get the benefit of both. It's not a lot more product you're putting down, but you're putting it at the right rate to knock it out. So if you already are applying for that, you may get an added benefit. You don't have to do any more spraying. 
and you've got a, a real, real positive situation there. Um, always consult a professional, whether you're coming to a garden center and talking to them about how to do it, where to spray. The other thing I like to talk about is, and this is with any problem around your yard, is start at the house and work out in concentric rings. Don't start at the exterior along the edge of your home, spraying into the woodland and areas. Start at the house and work your way out. What's going to happen? You're going to push the ticks to the wood line. If you spray at the wood line, what have you done? You've created where they can't get out of your yard. They're going to multiply and divide, stay in the yard, and so work from the house out. And this is the same thing with ants, with any other types of problems. Start at the house, start at the foundation, and work your way out in concentric rings. You don't necessarily have to spray everything all at once, but spray an area, move out from the house, move out from the house, move out from the house, push them out in the woodland where they can do their thing. That's not a problem. Okay, but just common sense type of situation. Now, ticks have become a more and more of a problem in our yards. It's a safety issue for our kids. It's a safety issue for Lyme disease and all kinds of problems associated. So I just want to make sure everybody's okay. So another week wrapped up. Thank you for the phone calls. I appreciate it. We'll be live again tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow. Gosh, next week. But it'll go by just that fast. Next week, Saturday, every Saturday from 8 to 9 o'clock, come visit us. Nursery stock's coming in. All the things are happening in the garden center. Scarborough and Kennebunk are going to be opening in the next few weeks. But Yarmouth is getting going. We're unpacking stock. Things are going to start looking like spring this week, folks. I'm excited. Get out there. Enjoy your garden. WLOB Portland and WLOBradio.com.